Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the last Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same. Just thing. say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Welcome, sport fans, to another edition of... No, dude! That, that does not fit. What do you want to do? Let's party! It's Ducks Game Day. On 1080 The Fan, this is the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate, presented by Buster's Barbecue. Buster's dry-rubbed, slow-smoked meats are so tender and tasty, they'll bring out the Texan in you. For real deal barbecue, check out bustersbarbecue.com, the Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins, on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Happy Saturday morning, everybody! Yeah! Thanks for turning in to uh, 1080 The Fan for your Ducks game day. Wait. No what? Ducks today? No, man. Look at the scores and there's no Duck game. No, Luke. The they flew south. On? They flew south. <laughs> they flew south like they're real animals. I guess you. compared to us, they flew south. Oh, I suppose that's true, but weren't they already there? I guess they were. They flew north, actually, because they played at USC last week in the Coliseum. Mm. Can we start there? Did you see that turnaround coming? They did not start the game against USC Trojans all that well, but, man, they laid it on them for the next three quarters. Yeah, I think for the most part, uh, you know, Justin Herbert was probably the highlight of the game, and that's going to be kind of not a headline. <gasps> I would say... His wide receiver might have been the headline. I say Justin just because of the fact that he was able to take a awful first quarter yeah. and then turn it into that. Uh, Johnny Johnson finally kind of came through, right? Uh, or what's his name? <laughs> uh, Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm being biased. <laughs> whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he had a horrible first quarter, and then yeah. you turn it around. You have a game like that. That that's finishing three consecutive games for the Ducks. That was that was the thing that was really nice to see. Obviously, the Washington Washington State games were a lot closer, and you started finishing the USC Trojans in the second quarter. But the turnaround I thought was really good, and you sh- it shows kind of the resiliency of the team. But I thought it was really great. But Jawan Johnson was a man amongst boys, and you're playing against a USC team that had. NFL wide receivers all over the field. And so com- to see him play that well on that stage, I thought was a really good sign. Because Justin Herbert, as good as he's been, and one of the criticisms has been he hasn't been, you know, maybe able to make the explosive plays you expect. He hasn't had a big-time wide receiver. Dylan Mitchell, as good as he was last year, was not an explosive wide receiver. was not a game-changer with his physicality. But I thought that was pretty impressive last week. Yeah, that was fine. So, okay. <laughs> I felt like that story is out. Like, it's been a week. Okay, no, you're absolutely right. Well, I'm I, just saying, I think everybody has Chase Young fever. Yeah, well, that's for sure. Before we get to that, I do need to get to the Royal Exteriors random headline for this segment. And I know you don't like these because someone died. An elderly man in Hawaii died after falling into a lava tube hidden in his own backyard. The man, reportedly in his early 70s, appeared to be trimming branches in his yard when this week when he fell through a soft spot in the ground into a hidden lava tube on his own property and died, according to the Wednesday statement from Big Island 
police. Well, I'm happy you're doing it right now because usually you'll hide them. Yeah, no, I. I it's just... like it, there is one that's really like about death and kind of morbid, and usually you hide it. Like the energy's picking up in the show, and then all of a sudden you're like, "All right, here we go." So you random headline. Wait, you're, someone's dead. You're saying that there's no energy in the show to start. Oh, that... there's there's energy. It builds. It b- and then <laughs> builds. just all of a sudden someone's dead. Could you imagine falling into a lava tube in your own backyard? I mean, even if you live on an active volcano, which he does on the big island of Hawaii, that is pretty terrible. Just trimming the... I'm going to go... Honey, I'm going to go out and trim some branches. So was it like red hot lava or... It's a lava tube, so I imagine that it's cooled. It doesn't say that he fell into boiling lava, but lava tubes can be rather large. Yeah, I'm looking at some pictures right now. You ever been up to the ape caves? Uh, no. You should do that. I highly recommend it. These tubes look like there's red hot lava. It does look like Frank's red hot sauce. Yeah, it could just be the lighting, though. I that know, underground man. lighting. Uh, that random headline is brought to you by Royal Exteriors. Triple pane windows for up to 60% less than double pane. RoyalExteriorsLLC.com. You're laughing about a picture of a lava tube? Well, lava, just, lava tube? It really does look like Frank's red hot sauce. You're saying lava? Yeah. Doesn't Frank's Red Hot look like lava? Because lava's been around a lot longer than Kinda Frank's does. Red Hot. Kind of does. I mean, I know, but you're saying lava's it the wrong thicker order. and hotter. Yes, there's no question about Actually, that. Actually, we could debate that. What's what? hotter, Frank's Red Hot sauce <laughs> or lava? Ooh. Yeah, let's not do that. There are some big college football de- games, and they all take place really before one o'clock. I got to tell least you, kickoff. I'm looking at them like, like picture to picture. Yeah, I can't tell the difference. Huh. Well, like, I don't know what there's Frank's Red Hot Sauce, I think, like on some coal, but then there's like a, a tube of lava. Yeah. It's like a plastic tube, though. Yeah, well, that's not going to be a good measuring stick. Oh, my goodness. What? Lava? They have, like, look at how much. Uh, I'm just showing you the screen here. Look at how big this Frank's Red Hot Sauce is. Like, I'll go to Casco and I'll get the two bottles. You go of to the Casco? Chalula. But I will never get this huge of Frank's Red Hot Sauce. How will rank your hot sauces? Oof. You said Cholula. You go Cholula? Yeah, I think. Sriracha, it, Cholula, Frank's Red Hot, uh, Is sriracha hot sauce? I think that it is. It's like a condiment almost. It. I love me some sriracha, but yeah. my wife thinks it's too hot, so I would qualify it as hot sauce. Okay, so what do we got in here? We got, uh, we got Tabasco, Cholula, Frank's Red Hot, Sriracha. What's the what's the one with the guy with the sombrero hat on the front? That's isn't that Cholula? No, no, that's that's got the. There's the, a lady on the front of that one. Uh, the guy on it. Oh, Tapatio. Is yeah, Tapatio. I do like you today. Text five five three zero five. Help out. Five five three zero five. Send your favorite hot sauces. Yeah, I would have to go. Cholula is the best because of the Ooh. fact that you can literally put it on anything. You really can't. I know they advertise it with Frank's Red Hot Sauce. Nah. You really can't put it on anything. Yeah. Like, I, you I'm, put that on eggs, it doesn't taste good. I'd agree with that. I'll go Sriracha, Cholula, put in Aardvark. Oh, Aardvark. Now, Aardvark in a breakfast burrito is choice. Aardvark is awesome in the right spots, but I think to your point, it doesn't go on anything. Yeah. Then I will go Tapatio, Frank's, Tabasco. That's how I'm doing it. Now, what flavor Tabasco? Are you one of those ah. a-holes who's like, oh, I like the smoky one? No, I think that's stupid. Yeah. I, if I'm going to do Tabasco, Tabasco on eggs is pretty good. If you just go a couple sunny side up eggs, drop a little Tabasco mm. on there, if it's the only one around. But I, I'd go Sriracha, Cholula. I wouldn't go Frank's on eggs, but I'd, I'd go those ahead of it. Aardvark, I'd go ahead of it. But you'd never see that at breakfast place. Better you today. Text signs also uh, agreeing with you on Aardvark, by the way. Mm. It's very good stuff, but yeah, just it's not as universal. I I tried sriracha. I told somebody I would try sriracha on anything. Yeah. And just to prove it, I tried it on vanilla ice cream. Not that great until it cooled down. Then it was really good. You have to let it, if it's still room temperature when it goes on there, you have to wait for it to get the same temperature as the ice cream. Not bad. Hmm. I'm telling you. Interesting. Yeah. So that's why it's my number one. Is it bad that I didn't know it was an aardvark on the bottle? For a really long time. What did you think it was? I didn't really think it was anything. <laughs> I just kind of knew somebody it. Somebody drew a wacky creature there. I knew it as that hot sauce that I always get at <laughs> diners. Because it is. You know what I mean? It's a Portland diner. Yeah. It's, it's Portland Ketchup Company. It's always there. And it's Aardvark right next to each other. It's like, we're Portland. 
Yeah. Good job. And, and so, like, there was a handful of years where, like, it would just kind of like be there and I'd be like, Oh, it's that hot sauce. But I wouldn't yeah. take the time to like, look at it and be like, Oh, Hey, there's an aardvark. It and sure looks like it's hot. And the word aardvark. Yeah. Well, I, you know, yeah, I'm not paying attention to that. I just want food. Yeah. Well, right now we've got a uh, big college football game on and uh, Minnesota just picked off Penn state. It's a big play. They got nice some catch. big golden domes, by the way. Minnesota. Dude, I'll tell you, man, there is a lot of people at that football game. They pan across that crowd. Uh, first sellout since 2015 for Minnesota hosting undefeated Penn State. A lot of people think Minnesota does not belong in the same conversation as Penn State, but they're undefeated as well. This is kind of an interesting game, um, especially for a 9 a.m. kick. Would you rather play for um, for P.J. Fleck or the other guy? Who's Penn State's James coach? Franklin. James Franklin. James Franklin seems like a pretty cool guy. P.J. Fleck seems a little bit insane. I think I would go with the insane guy. I, I, I don't need like PJ Fleck because I feel like James Franklin would like kind of skirt that line between like, hey, you need to be a good guy, but like go out there yeah. and play football. PJ like, Fleck just really wants well. you to play football. Yeah. And I think James Franklin wants to be your buddy too. I don't like that in a coach. I don't want to be your friend. I want to go out and win. Throw the boat. Yeah, I would play for PJ Fleck. We're both on that side. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I just the tie though. Yeah, I like the tie, too. Uh, who was it? Uh, Nolan used to do that. What was his name? Mike Nolan? Uh, when he coached in San Francisco. He wasn't a great coach, but he used to go with the blazer with the 49ers crest on it. That was a good look. I would go I would go old school uh, men's warehouse sponsored apparel on the sideline if I was a coach. Yeah, I'm looking at Mike Nolan right now. and the, I, it, do, <laughs> it doesn't look right. It doesn't, but it looks. I think it looks sharp. Cause it nobody looks really else, weird. It, well, because it's out, <laughs> only because it's out of place. But dude, you get a, you get a sponsor like like you look at college basketball NBA coaches and they're wearing the suit on the sideline. That looks like you have some authority. Like Pete Carroll, I love Pete Carroll, big Seahawks fan over here. But Pete Carroll just wears the old man shoes and he looks very out of place wearing the uh, Seahawks branded track outfit. Does not look quite right to me. Baseball is the absolute worst. The managers are wearing the uniform. Let's just throw on a suit and tie. Try to look sharp. Uh, who's the guy for uh, Villanova? Jay Wright? That guy always looks like a million bucks on the sideline. That's how you need to dress. I'll tell you how it looks. Uh, Jack Del Rio did this too when he was in Jacksonville. You're right. It looks like, like a player in his contract wrote it in that his agent gets to be on the sideline. <laughs> He's like, look, I don't, I don't get out of bed. I don't go on the field unless this bro right here, one gets a headset, two gets a play sheet and three gets to be in his suit and run around. There's okay, a running but, shot of Mike Nolan and it just doesn't look, it doesn't look right. Okay. But pull up, pull up, uh, pull up Vince Lombardi, Tom Landry. Uh, what's the guy for it's a Hank, different time. Though. Hank Stram. I know, but. And those guys were always like really broad-shouldered guys and looked like they only ate sausage and then stood there in a suit and tie and looked good. Pull up Hank Stram. That was the Chiefs head coach back in their uh I'm pulling up Super Lombardi. I think that the, the reason lo- that the, Lombardi... The overcoat in the winter. The, the reason Lombardi works is because I think this was back at a time when football was like considered like just like a 9-to-5 job. Like, it wasn't glorified like it is today. Lombardi was pretty well-revered in his time. He's yeah, kind but I mean, of just living, like the He was sport. a living legend. You know what I mean? He, I mean, you remember in the uh, in the NBA in, like, the 70s when, like, people weren't getting paid anything? The 70s are weird. The 60s and 70s for basketball are weird because they didn't televise a ton of games, and there's not even tape of a lot of it. You can't go back and watch Wilt Chamberlain score 100 points. Isn't that one of the more bizarre things in sports, that there's no – recorded footage of one of the greatest achievements in basketball history. And it wasn't that long ago. It was in time where we had television. You had NFL films at every single game, so you have that footage. But the NBA is is severely lacking in archive material. Well, I think because the NBA is, is uh, you know, it's a forward-focused league. Yeah. It's very much about star power, you know? Well, the NFL is about history. Yeah, I think there's an element of that. Baseball, same way. But, uh, yeah, anyways, I find yeah, that. Who's the next star? Yeah, but NBA, as much as we love it here in Portland, because that's our team, we have an NBA franchise here. We don't have an NFL. We don't have Major League Baseball. NBA is still a distant third in, in revenue and in uh, eyeballs that it's getting nationally. So it's interesting 
that we bring that up. But that was not college football at all. Let's talk some college football. You mentioned a young man named Chase Young in a little bit of trouble. We've got two battles of undefeated teams today. So let's get into some college football, won't we? Huh? Big game for the Beavs last night. How'd they do? Do people know what happened? Yeah. We, oh. I well, gonna, I said it in my update. I was going to say we should probably tell them. No, wait. How, tell them? What percentage do you listen to the update? Uh, Three? I think maybe you did it like eight this time Ooh. because your client was in it, and this was the first time I was reading it. But that was the 3% I listened to. Yeah, you were like, okay, he better do it right. Yeah, that's all I listened to. Yeah, and then yeah, you go, okay. That's about 3% of I'm it. I'm just going to tune out now. 23 words. All righty, let's get into college football. We'll do it next right here. Center Saints on Today to the Play. European City's X-rated tourism ad wins international travel award. A cheeky X-rated advertisement for little-visited Vilnius, the capital of Lithuania, won an international travel and tourism gold award this week presented by the World Travel Market in London and was credited by increasing travel to the city. Are you aware of Vilnius? No. Their ad campaign says, nobody knows where it is, but when you find it, it's amazing. Vilnius, the G-spot of Europe. I'm glad that they uh, changed or that they got that line in there because I was just about to. Either that or that's what she said. Yeah, well, that's that's the cheekiness of the campaign. Ah, that random headline uh, brought to you by Royal Exteriors. Triple pane windows are up to 60% less than double pane. Just go to royalexteriorsllc.com. The hot sauce debate uh, is is coming in hot and heavy, and somebody brought up Louisiana hot sauce on eggs. Louisiana hot sauce is very good, but it's very rare that I see Louisiana hot sauce, and it's not something that's good enough for me to go seek out and purchase. But it is it is good. I don't know that it would make in my power rankings. I don't think it has enough at-bats to be statistically relevant. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Luke. You know, the Louisiana is hard to find, and, you know, you don't really see it too much in the groceries. But then if I go on my Power 5, it could have a chance to get into the top four. If we're talking about getting on eggs, the Louisiana will make its way into the top four if those eggs are cold. Also brought up here on the text line, we got a, a entry for green Tabasco. Not mm. standard Tabasco, not the smoky, not one of those fly-by-night flavors like Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Green Tabasco sauce is a standard. You find it in restaurants, oftentimes right next to the red Tabasco sauce. Where mm-hmm. do you put green? Green Tabasco. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. do you put green Tabasco? Well, are you there? Caller? 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 <laughs> I guess we lost him. Uh, Minnesota up 7-0, number 17, undefeated Minnesota, playing against Penn State. They've got an early lead after a pick on their first defensive possession. So Turn it right back this? around and score. I think we call it. Yeah. It's over. Uh, does Minnesota deserve any respect in this game, or is this going to be one of those ones where we concern it, ourselves with it early and then Penn State just runs away because they have more depth and more dudes? No, of course we give them respect. We give them respect because they're at home, and this is just like you said in the first segment, one of the – highest attended games they've ever had in school history. So you got to give them a little bit of respect, even though they've won a couple of questionable games by a difference of, I think like three and, and they really haven't played anybody. Yeah. They haven't played anybody, but at the same time, I always go by the theory and in, in any football game whatsoever, if you can continue to win games and be undefeated or go on winning streaks, that in itself is very difficult. It just, it, it is, it's hard. <laughs> if you are winning consecutive games week in and week out in a row, that is a very hard thing to do. So you have to give the team respect. Now, there's certain other cases like, you know, I don't know, Boise State. Sure. Boise State should probably beat teams a lot all the time. <laughs> and if they're well, not, not yeah. uh, going on winning streaks, that's probably an issue. But, you know, this is what we talked about last week with Oregon, too, right? They're playing good teams. They beat Washington. They kept beating teams in a row. They beat Washington State on a field goal. But you were still maintaining the winning streak. You got to give it to them. Yeah, well, and, and and winning close games, it, it's funny how we look kind of down our noses at, wow, they barely won. 
those games sometimes are the most difficult to win because now it's just pressure. It's it, you're you're sitting sitting there going, oh, we're supposed to win this and we have to do it. You still have to execute down the stretch. And winning on a field goal is one of those nail biter moments where you sit there and they happen every week in the NFL and you see how many kickers are missing them. Indianapolis in back to back weeks, you have Vinatieri make one and then you have him shank one the next week. So it is really difficult to win close games. And in college football, sometimes you don't get the opportunity to do that. And, you know, sometimes you, you have to get to the college football playoff before you see some of the top teams even get challenged. Clemson, I think, is going to be that way this year. Yeah. You got to root for Minnesota, though. I'm definitely rooting for Minnesota. Do you think that they will get a huge jump if they do knock off Penn State? Because right now they're sitting at number 17 in the rankings. You can't say they put, didn't play anybody if they beat number four. Yeah, if they beat Penn State, I think that they will get placed right behind Utah. Okay, so where's Utah right now? Eight? Eight, yeah. Okay, so jumps them up to nine. They'll be up in nine, I think. I, I don't know how else you couldn't do that. You knock off the number four team, the team that was supposed to be in the playoffs. You yourself are undefeated. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, this is all speculation at this point, but I think if everything goes according to plan this weekend, and I think also because of the fact that you're going to have either Alabama or LSU lose today. I know that's yeah. a bold prediction. I know, but very bold. You're going to have either one of them lose today. If you have something like this happen, it, it, there's going to be massive movement in the polls. Yeah. Well, and you have two undefeated teams playing against each other, but like I said, Minnesota so far out, uh, you know, it's, it, when you look at the actual standings, they're really not a factor in it at this point, but their schedule moving forward. So you've got Penn state today, yeah, Iowa, Northwestern. Then you finish up with Wisconsin. So dude, they can go undefeated if they can beat. Uh, I mean, what Iowa's your biggest challenge. I was 18. No, Wisconsin, the final week. So Iowa 18, uh, and then Wisconsin 16 right now. So you have two more ranked teams on your schedule. Well, what's uh, Wisconsin's record right now? Oh, there goes Penn State. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's Wisconsin's is. record right now? Uh, Wisconsin, I think they're just a two-loss. Or did they only lose to Penn State? Come on, Badgers. Why do I not have their record? They lost to Ohio State. And that is it. Oh. So, yeah, they had a bye week. They're playing, uh, they're playing Iowa today at 1 p.m. Now, Minnesota's the Golden Gophers. Is that correct? Yes. I absolutely yes, love no, their mascot. No, Wisconsin lost to Illinois, too. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, I love their mascot. He yeah. is just lovely. I saw him on TV a couple times, and he's just rowdy and up the crowd. I think in terms of the Big Ten, best mascot. Do you think we could adopt the Golden Gopher as the new Portland baseball mascot? Oh, would you want that? I don't know. It's a good mascot. But you need something like that. You know, the the Golden Knights is the last expansion team, right? That's a fantastic mascot. I just, I'm a little worried if Portland baseball does show up, that Portland's going to botch the mascot thing. That really irritates me. Don't want to go off into a tangent. We do have another undefeated game. You already brought it up. Well, what would they be? They wouldn't be the Brews, right? Or do you think that they would just well, pay Brewers, the hops? The Brewers are already a team in Major League Baseball, so you can't even steal that. You think they would just pay the hops for their likeness? Yeah, with Portland hops. Eh. Yeah, that's perfect. Is it? Yes. It, it's better than anything else suggested. Yeah. I heard some really stupid ones, and then everybody wants to get on the whole Maverick train because of the whole 70s team. Yeah, I like the, I like the, I like the Mavericks' identity, but I don't think you can adopt it as a new team because you're not going to have that same story. The Battered Bastards of Baseball, the documentary, is great, but it's not good enough to be like, yeah, we need to revive that heritage. It was a bunch of misfits. It was fun. Well, and it doesn't really speak to Portland today. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. 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 We'll see what happens with that. Uh, the other big game that you have today, obviously, you mentioned it, LSU playing Alabama. Now, Alabama, predicted by Kirk Herbstreet, is if they lose, they're out of the playoff. Does it matter how they lose? Uh, no. I mean, it doesn't matter how any of these teams lose because they're going to get in. I, oh, but you still think they're anything? No, Herb, it just Herb really Street. doesn't matter. I, I, I think with, um, you know, it was going to be the case either with Georgia, Alabama, or LSU. One of them is going to be out of it. At this point, it's Georgia. Georgia is going to be the team that just is going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah, but if, Georgia Georgia has an opportunity to play in the championship game at least. They do. The loser of this game is out of the SEC championship game, which we already know how that happens. Yeah. Because, you know, apparently that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't at all. Um, uh, you know, the other thing about this game, and we can talk about this on the other side. And we will. Uh, because... 
I have heard from a bunch of commentators and people calling this a game of the century, and I call bullcrap. What? This is not a game of the century. But both teams have a quarterback for the first time ever in the rivalry. Let's talk about it. I got a list of games that were considered games of the century, and then you tell me if this one stacks up. The game of the century. Next, first, your sports center update. All righty. Portland girl, 10, injured after biting into Halloween candy containing a blade, police say. Police say that the girl got the piece of candy in a mini Hershey's chocolate bar while trick-or-treating in and around the 1900 block of Northeast 97th Street in Clark County. She bit in the chocolate and hurt her tongue on the blade, according to police. Razor blades and candy is what we all feared. That random headline brought to you by Royal Exteriors. Triple pane windows for up to 60% less than double pane. Go to RoyalExteriorsLLC.com. Sound like an after-school special. That's what it's going for. Thank it's you. what we all feared. I was going to expand upon it, but I saw your reaction, and so I just left it there to hang in the air. I was going for after-school Those special. Poor I, children. I know. I just want to have, like, I was trying to picture in my mind what the video would be. Do you remember the Helen Hunt uh, after-school special with PCP? No. Oh. Did she smoke it? <laughs> Buddy, you need to watch this. We will watch it during a break and then uh, maybe share it on Twitter for anybody that hasn't seen it. 55305, if you can remember Helen Hunt acting in her after-school special. It is magic. And not because drugs are awesome. It, it'll scare you off drugs. I, I, if you have I a would, teenager that's thinking about doing drugs, this will scare you. Well, I would imagine PCP is pretty awesome. Well, I don't know. We'll watch a video and then tell me if you think it's awesome, Mr. Drug User. Okay, let's put it this way. Everybody drinks Coke and Pepsi, right? Nope, I don't. Soda? Yuck. Ugh. I mean, a lot Ugh. of people do. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it must be pretty great. Eh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So PCP must be pretty awesome. Do a lot of people do PCP? I think probably yes. Yeah? 55305, five, yeah. do you do PCP? And if so, are you on it right now? Yeah, who's on? How many people out there listening are on PCP right now? I wake up in the morning every Saturday, do some PCP, turn on the center and say, I feel routine. sorry for anybody if that's your routine. <laughs> this would be an awful come what down. What does the rest of your day look like after that start? Okay, so we were talking game of the centuries, right? Did you move on from topic before I did? That's pretty amazing. Okay, okay. yes, game of the century. We have LSU undefeated versus Alabama also undefeated, you cannot make a matchup better than that. Okay, so what are these two teams ranked in the college football playoff? One and four. No, two and three. Two, two and, and three. Two and three. Ohio State went one. Penn State is four. So two. Uh, LSU is two. Alabama three. I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, two and three. Okay, here is a list of what Wikipedia considers the, the game games of the, the century. century. Okay. And they do... They can do you match do, up. Can you do the game of the century? Okay, here the game of the century. That's not what I was Okay, 71, you had number one Nebraska against number two Oklahoma. Okay, so real quick, just this is kind of a caveat because we can look back and we know what happened in those games. The game of the century should be billed post-game, not pre-game. Just saying. But sometimes it is. Okay. And there are cases. Yeah, and actually, this, this one lived will, up. To, this one lived up to the hype. Uh, this will our, prove my case if we keep going on the list no, here for I'm, a I'm, exci I'm excited about it, but I was just having this conversation with our boss because I went around to watch that game. He said it was pretty amazing. Was that the Thanksgiving one? I don't know. Oh, what in '71? They played on Thanksgiving. I don't. I wasn't born. Don't you have it right in front of you? What day was the game played? '86. Jeez. Number one, Miami. Number two, Penn State. Okay. Okay. '91. Do you have any results or things that happen in these games? Number two, Miami. Number one, Florida State. That's that's a rivalry matchup. That's fun. 93, Florida State, Notre Dame, one and two. Okay. 2005, Texas, USC, Rose Bowl. One and two. Is that what you're doing? Just Michigan, Ohio State. All of these games had an enormous amount of hype before time. Yes, well, and they also were in a time, a lot of them, you go back to 71, 80s, 90s, where they were the only game on, so you had the entire national audience. 
and we know the game's lived up to the hype. You're not giving me scores and, and details on 2006, that. 2006, Michigan against Ohio State was one of the last games of the season where it was all rivalry all the time. Yep. So I think that probably drew attention from rivalry games to this game. Sure. What I'm saying is the buildup to this game, if this in fact is a game of the century, it's pretty pathetic buildup because <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are – I mean, people are excited about this game, but dude, I remember 06 Michigan and Ohio State. This was a big effing deal. Yeah. The 05 Rose Bowl was a huge effing deal. In fact, not one game was even played in that 05 season, and everybody was still saying, it's going to be Texas SC at the end. Yeah. It's well, going to be them. Well, and, and, and here's your argument for the BCS, right? Which is, this game doesn't eliminate either team. As much as we... Excuse me. As much as we'd like to think it does, a one-loss Alabama team has been in without playing for an SEC championship. A one-loss LSU, people can see making it into the college football playoff. Uh, only a few things have to have to happen. Right now, Minnesota with a 14-7 lead over Penn State is one of those th those things that it's a game of the century. But it could vault. Uh, you know, or eliminate Penn State, then Penn State beats Ohio State. That loss doesn't look so good. So things can happen and often do happen in college football. You mentioned how difficult it is to go on win streaks. It's much harder to have a perfect undefeated season. I would expect that you're going to have at least two of the undefeated teams stub their toe outside of games like this because we already have. You saw Kansas State do it. You saw Wisconsin do it when they were undefeated, setting up for that game against Ohio State, lost to Illinois. I'm going to sneeze, so I'll let you talk now. What I'm trying to say in terms of the game of the century here is the fact that you have to have three levels of it to make it a game of the century, which is the pregame hype, yep. which builds it up, the in-game amazingness, and then the post-game discussion that goes on for 10 years or more. Yeah. Well, and uh, we've already failed at the pregame. I, I just don't think there's that much excitement around this game. I think there's some, yep. but I think so many more people are focused right now on Chase Young being suspended. Yeah. There's so much more. There, there's a good faction of people that are focused on this game right now. Well, they're focused on the college football rankings coming out this week, and they you know, maybe did the hype train a disservice by moving Ohio State to number one. Not saying it wasn't deserved. Served, but you could have had this be a one-two matchup if you wanted to. But I don't think they want to make regular season games the hype. The college football playoff committee is trying to sell advertising space as much as maybe not the committee, but certainly the, the workings around it. You want to build it up so that these games matter for seeding. You want the post-game conversation to be, if you're the college football playoff committee, about the college football playoff. But have we had a game of the century in the college football playoff yet? Yeah, we've had a couple of them. Are you kidding me? The Clemson-Alabama games have been fantastic. Okay, I don't know one of them has. Two, I would say last year's, but uh, no, I would say you have you have, you have not, not last year's. The year before when you had... Uh, that was Tua, the semifinal. Tua. Oh, with Tua coming in? No, Tua came in to win the game against Georgia. That was ridiculous. Okay. Right? They're left for dead. You take Jalen Hurts out, who lost two games in his entire career. You put in two attack of Aloha in the second half. He rips it off. And then you had the Kelly, the uh, the Deshaun Watson win over Alabama. I think the problem with Alabama having a game of the century is that there's fatigue around it. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, SC... And it's not, it's not unexpected when you have Clemson, Alabama. Well, and not only that, I, I think it was a national title game that everybody was kind of mad about because it was two SEC teams. Yeah. I, I just think I'll, that I'll give you that it has to go through a process if you're going to be the game of the century. And even the 06 Michigan Ohio State game, I think barely qualified because I think there was a lot of people that just expected Ohio State to win. I think it will be difficult to have a game become as hyped as games were back then because you get to watch every game. Every single game is on television, it feels like. The it's certainly the games that you want to watch. So it's not like you go, all right, we're ranking these teams to figure out which game will be on TV this week. You get one game. We talked about the NBA earlier. You got a couple games a week, if that, for a long time. But now with every game on television and every game being mattered, mattering so much, it just kind of diminishes everything around it. So this game is the game of the century for Minnesota if they win. But it's not going to be a national no. game of the century. For Minnesota? No, it won't be a game of the century. That, no, this one won't. You're right. Because they'll no. get an opportunity. They'll, they'll have more opportunities. The Wisconsin game will be bigger. And again, the buildup. 
It just it's three parts. You're right. Build up in game is amazing, and yeah. then there's so we much discussion post game afterwards, and, and there has to be some type of like either controversy or <laughs> no. And, and end after result, like 05, that was the thing, right? The 05 Rose Bowl, it was like, why did Reggie Bush try to lateral the ball? There were two critical missed calls. The push. There were a bunch of people on the text line, too, that are mentioning the uh, 05 SC Notre Dame game, the Bush push. Yeah. And they're saying yeah. that that kind of qualifies as a, I don't know, game of the century. Certainly entry. a moment, yeah. I would say, too, the buildup to that game was not bad. Probably not to the point that you could call it a game of the century. But everybody said, okay, you got a Brady Quinn-led Irish team with, um, what's his name? Eats a cow every morning. Um, <laughs> huge fat guy. What was his name? Charlie Weiss? Yeah. Eats Charlie Weiss. Eats a cow every morning. You got Charlie Weiss on the sidelines calling the thing against uh, Pete Carroll. Kind of a battle of the minds. You got a Belichick guy and a... I feel like if you put a plate in front of Charlie Weiss and then there's beef ribs and pork ribs, he's going for the pork. I think he's going for everything. I think he eats sausage. <laughs> I think he's eating everything. Yeah, but I'm telling you. I think you. he put a plate in front of him and he'll I, eat the plate. I, I, but I think he eats more pig. Yes, he's definitely eating the plate. There's no question. And listen, all of it's going to be gone, but I think he's a pork guy. Sweaty fella. All right. Did so, he lose weight? Probably. I don't know. He's probably got, yeah, as you get older, you start to lose weight. That doesn't always happen. Well, if you don't, you die when you're that big. If he's still alive, he's lost weight. That's my guess. Well, let's look it up. Go for it. You go nuts, and uh, we'll report back. We can probably find out before the break. Well, you better hurry, because I'm going to the break. Whether you like it or not, I know you push the button. Okay, confirm. Charlie Weiss is alive, though. When I do Google him, there are, oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, I I actually want you to do this. Are there nudes? Just Google Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, uh, my computer is moving slowly. That's okay. All right. Charlie. Take your time. This is important. <laughs> Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame. Oh, look. It popped right. Look at that. Google knew that that's what I was thinking. It must yeah. be listening. Go images. Oh, dude. That tuck. Yeah. Oh, God. That's so good. The, I, the belt I mean, over is, the belly. This is worse than I remember. Yeah, it's good. Like, I don't remember it being this bad. Yeah, he's a big dude. I'm telling you, he likes pork. All right, it is time for good versus evil. I forgot he was at Kansas. I don't think he was, wasn't it? Was he? Oh, yeah. He what's, the other, what's the other guy that I'm thinking, Mangino? No. Yeah, him and Mangino. Yeah. Dude, what is it with that team? We just hire fat guys. Well, that's Miles Fit. Yeah. Well, Pete Carroll interviewed, but... Uh, he yeah. doesn't meet the critical requirement. <laughs> the critical mass requirement. He uh, was great on everything, except we put a buffet in front of him. He could barely finish. Good versus evil next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. At the end of the day, when you talk about fans, it, it all comes down to winning. You know, we got to find a way to win. They don't want to hear all the other stuff. They want to win, and so we got to find a way to win ballgames. Uh, we know what we got going on inside, and our guys are fighting. Again, we I keep worrying. We got to find a way to win. Again, I don't think you're going to please anyone until you you win ball games. That was recruiting coordinator doing his best impression of the head coach Willie Taggart. He was <laughs> fired from his job at Florida State this week. Oregon fans acted like they won the national title, but that's besides the point. The 24-hour news cycle went right to speculating who would fill the position. Bob Stoops was a strong rumor, um, but Deion Sanders arguably the most famous seminal in history has emerged as a candidate to be the head coach. According to NFL network, by the way, Deion Sanders works for the NFL network. Yeah. Could you see Deion doing this and how would it go down? Uh, Deion Sanders, your head coach, Chris Winky is your offensive coordinator. Uh, you put Charlie Ward in as your basketball coach, uh, and then just keep hiring other Jameis Winston as your motivational speaker. Yeah. You Exactly. He, he would be your um, uh, discipline czar for the thing. Just eat that W, bro. Eat. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was 
That was I one know. of the creepier things uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, Dion is not coached really at all. I mean, he coached, uh, what, DBs for his kids' high school team? He's actually the old coordinator. Really? Yeah. Offensive coordinator? Sorry, maybe he will be head coach. Uh, you're running an organization, and Willie Taggart... I, I don't want to say that Willie Taggart got a raw deal. Willie Taggart, Taggart assembled the team that is running the University of Oregon and leading them right now to a potential Pac-12 championship and maybe a possible berth in the college football playoff. He kind of uh, lost his opportunity to build the best team when everybody stayed. So I think he kind of got, I don't want to say a raw deal because he did it to himself, but Willie Taggart, uh, the Willie Taggart hire needs to be followed up by a much better hire than that guy was good when he played football for us. That's what I think. But, I mean, it'd be awesome. The Bob Stoops was also. Well, yeah, but Bob Stoops says run a program, and I think he could. I think both rumors were just Ridiculous. laughable. Yeah, they're going to hide. I don't want Bob Stoops on my sideline. The, oh, yeah. Did you, you hear his interview with Isaac and Sue a few weeks ago? That guy is oh, not you, interested in coaching. No, no, he is not. No. But that name resonates a lot better because he had success as a coach. Dion was fast. They're talking bad about me. Let me turn my TV off. You're the quarterback. You're playing bad football. Okay? Like, if you can't, if you can't handle some criticism. I hope he's not watching Get Up right then now. Then you don't need to be the quarterback. <laughs> that was violently hungry man, Damian Woody. Embattled Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky wants televisions turned off at Hallis Hall, Chicago's practice facility. The quarterback explained the desire, saying, quote, trying to get some of these TVs in the building turned off. You got too many people uh, talking on TV about us and what they think about us, what we should do, what we are, what we're not, but they don't really know who we are or what we're capable of or as people or what we're going through or what we're thinking. Is that a Trubisky quote? Unquote. That's a Mitchell Trubisky quote? How long before the Bears dumped this guy? Jeez, they got to do it now. I was thinking that this was something that somebody leaked. I didn't know he was the dummy that told the media that I need the TVs off. Uh, yeah, he's terrible. Looks good in the uniform. They could have taken Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes in that draft. They moved up to get Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, I've always known that there was a curse on quarterbacks in Chicago but this was such a boneheaded move. What a dope. That's his quote. Uh, bye. Thanks. You know, I feel for him. It's tough for him. It's tough for a competitor like him who's been on the top his whole career and, and just to be struggling with these injuries. But, I mean, behind the scenes, you see it. He's working his ass off every day to get healthy, not only for himself, but for this team. So it's tough to see him go on IR. I mean, behind the scenes, you see it. He's working his ass off every day. I mean, behind the scenes, you see it. He's working his ass off. Yeah, I heard that. You see it. He's working his ass off. Ass off. <laughs> Sounds like he's saying ass sauce. I know. I was good. I was going to make a comment on it. Thank you for the replay. I mean, behind the scenes, you see it. He's working his ass off every day. Dude, you got to work that ass sauce. <laughs> ass sauce doesn't make itself. You got to work it. That was the guy who gives off the impression of having inherently sticky hands, Kyle Allen. A season-ending foot injury has landed Cam Newton on the injury reserve list. That's probably his ticket out of Carolina. The Panthers seem to think they have something in Kyle Allen, who, by the way, is 6-1 as a starter. And because the Panthers are scheduled to pay Cam Newton $21 million just to keep him on the roster, it looks like he's going to be playing quarterback or possibly sitting on a bench somewhere else. How confident are you that an NFL team will take a chance on this guy as a starter? Ooh, I'm I'm 85% confident that he will get an opportunity to start. He was an MVP in this league. I know that he won't have the same mobility. He won't See, be I able feel like that's a crutch everyone's using. Yeah, but but listen. There are some quarterback situations out there that uh are grim. Chicago uh, is one of them we just talked about. Denver has not found a quarterback since uh, Peyton Manning, followed by the ghost of Peyton Manning, played there and took him to two Super Bowls. Baker Mayfield looks like he may not be the long-term answer, but they're going to recycle their coaching staff before they go after another coach. What's going on in Miami? I mean, we, the list goes on and on of teams that cannot figure out the quarterback situation since the last great whoever. I think he'll get a shot as a starter again in this NFL, but I don't think he'll do well. I kind of feel like we got a Derrick Rose situation going on. And 
Derrick Rose got another chance to play in Minnesota, though, after all that garbage. Yeah, game. and it didn't end up. I, I didn't say it will end well, but I said he will get another shot. All right, time for my favorite story. This one comes from Iowa. Check this out. Ooh, Iowa. Iowa Is it about inmates. Porn? Iowa inmates claim he briefly died, won't end a life sentence. Wait, uh, what? The Iowa appeals court has ruled against a convicted killer who says he, quote, died during a medical emergency and thus fulfilled his life sentence. He was legally dead for two minutes. Then he came back to life. So now he's on a second life. So he should be a free man. I love that argument. Good try, bud. Well, Pillow County court records say Benjamin something has been serving the life term since being convicted in 97 for beating a man to death. Ooh. Yeah, stay in jail. Okay, this dude's heart stopped for five minutes. What? Back in March 30th, 2015 at a hospital where he'd been taken from the uh, prison in Iowa. Uh, He filed for release in April 2018. A district judge found little merit in his argument saying his filing confirmed he was still among the living <laughs> Schreiber is either live uh, is either alive in which case he must remain in prison or he's dead in which case he must <laughs> i love this this is this is your best favorite story in a while it's that... kind of interesting though like if you are dead, oh my technically, for five minutes, shouldn't you be re-released? A technicality like that, and they're, I just, could you imagine the first meeting with the lawyer, and then he's like, dude, I'm not taking it. What are you talking about? And then they get to Better Call Saul, and he's like, yeah, I'll take this case. Let's go. I want to meet the lawyer that is presenting this to a judge. He beat a man to death and was given a life sentence. It's not like he was locked up for, you know, I don't know, 60 days and and trying to get out. Dude, that guy has a life sentence for killing a man with his bare hands. I kind of think you should get out. Really? Yeah, if you die for five minutes, I think you deserve the out. So he can pretty frightening, man. Like, Nikki Six should be able to walk around murdering people at this point. I think if you... (laughs) If you die, wait, 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 wait. There, there's your. Those are two different things. The guy already murdered somebody who was in prison. Yeah. If if I die right now, I fall over. Three minutes, I'm gone. I come back. Now I have license to murder. Yes. What? And because you're dead. You're dead. You're legally dead. Yeah, but also you have. So so, I start murdering people yeah. zombie style because I've been dead. Does somebody have the right to blow my head off with a shotgun? Yeah. It's fair oh, game. Okay. okay, that's fair. It's fair right. game. I'm with you. You've, you've convinced me. So, yeah. As I think long, at that point, you're you just... You can't kill me because I'm already dead. Or yeah. you're allowed to kill me because I'm already dead, so killing me would not well, be murder. Well, you're allowed to... I mean, that's the other thing. You can't call it killing. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I'm already dead, so you, you would... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, what you would be doing is ridding the world of a zombie. Guess and you'd legally be a zombie. Yeah. So if I got up, it would be kill or be killed, right? Because kind of. Yeah. Not, so if I die right now and I wake up, I have to either kill you or you're going to kill me. No, it, it sounds like, like that. that's what you're saying. No, it's not like that. Uh, it's more like you have the choice if you want to go try to kill somebody, but uh, if someone successfully defends himself against you and uh, ends you, there's no uh, repercussions on their end. I mean, they're not going to court. They're not getting manslaughter. It's like. Well done, dude. I feel like it's kill or be killed. If I wake up from cardiac arrest and I've been out more than two minutes, I'm looking for the first person to start killing. Because if not, they're coming for me. Now I'm I don't think people are going to come for you. I feel like you are. I the way wouldn't. you frame that out, I feel like it's you and I'm I. I'm just saying you have the Battle permission. Battle to the death. You have the permission. Good versus evil in real life. Sinner versus saint. Let's do it. That is Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. Yes, somebody, somebody on the Better You Today text line reminds us of a uh, famous souk insult of Charlie Weiss. He better lose some weight because he is, quote, approaching grimace proportions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still have the pictures up. You paint him purple. That dude is grimace. Yeah, I mean, I remember him being fat, but then you get reminded, yeah. like, looking at him at Notre Dame, and it's like, wow. Name a person you want to see naked less than Notre Dame Charlie Weiss. Yeah, not a lot. There's not a lot. Uh, Robert De Niro. Really? No, I don't want to see that. Yeah, 
I mean, neither do I, but you have the option. You have to see one of them naked. Charlie Weiss, Notre Dame Day. I'll see Charlie Weiss because there's more curiosity. <laughs> like, uh, De Niro, I, I just, uh, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to be that. It'll be, I think uh, it'll be interesting I seeing think, Charlie Weiss naked. Yeah, like, where is everything? And is there a permanent line where you put your pants up that high? Where that see, belt around? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, with De Niro, it's like, okay, here we go. I'm about to see some loose skin. Yeah, Charlie Weiss. You take any 70-year-old man, and I think it's pretty much the same thing. And you've seen one 70-year-old man at the gym naked. You've seen them all. I mean, De Niro's just like that guy that's way too comfortable naked at your gym. Isn't he? Mm. He got something else going on that uh, old uh, Dan over there doesn't? Maybe. Yeah, I just don't think it's all I, that. I wouldn't want to see how many pumpkins you could put around Charlie Weiss. Pumpkins or pumpkins? Like pumpkins that you could put around him. <laughs> Somebody also says less miles. Less, wait. Less miles naked. You'd rather, you'd rather see Charlie Well, they're White. just putting that out there. Better you today, text line. But if less miles were naked, would he still have the hat on? Yes, he would have to. Yeah, so he wouldn't actually Because be otherwise it would scare me. He'd probably keep his socks on, too. I'm guessing Les Miles doesn't take his socks or his hat off very often at all. He probably sleeps in his socks. Am I right? You think he was born that way? No, I just think... I'm not saying he's a never nude, but he's an almost never nude. Does hmm. he wear jean shorts? Do you think Les Miles wears jean shorts underneath whatever he's wearing all the time? No. He's not that kind of guy. Just the socks and the hat. You're yeah. with me on that, though. Yes. Okay. Completely. All right. Hour two. More college football. We've got some NBA stuff that we got to get to. There is a young emerging star, or maybe he's already a star, that is doing things that we've never seen done at his age. Two players scored more than 50 points last night in losses. Do you know when the last time that happened? It's kind of an interesting story. We'll talk about that. NBA news and notes. Oh, also college football started, or college basketball started. And it's terrible. We'll talk about all of those things in the next hour. And you will love it because we're awesome at talking about things. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 